0: Those things are hard to watch, are they not? And now it's in your brain for you to remember. Because remembrances are important for us. It's what motivates us to do the things we do. It's what encourages us. It's what helps us to fight the fight for the cause of Christ. Because at any given moment, we could have been them. But for whatever reason, in God's great grace, he allows us to live in this freedom-filled country, at least for now. When you see things like that, what does it do internally? Now, I will be honest. Growing up, sometimes it would move me emotionally. Sometimes I'd be like, meh. But it's a little different for me now. Because there really are people who are enduring this. When you came in If you didn't get one, you can get one on the way out. But there is a prayer guide that we wanted to put in your hands. In the very center are countries that are highlighted, either uh, restricted or hostile for believers. And each one on a separate page. It is highlighted with a page number. You can go to that page and it gives you the highlights of what they are enduring and what they're going through. We want to give that to you. That you may take it home and pray over it. That you will remember those that are being persecuted. That today won't be the only day we pray for them. What a shame that we have to uh, uh, have one single day for the International Day of Prayer, right? It should be that we're praying for them all the time because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And today when we observe communion, we're not just observing communion because the Bible encourages us strongly to do so, but we are observing communion also to join with them. Because the same cause that they are giving their lives for is the same cause that you are giving your life for, just in a little bit different sense. And so in a little bit, we're going to be doing that. And we're also going to be praying for those that are being persecuted. But I wanted to share a couple of thoughts with you before we get to all of that. Uh, And so here we go. Thankfulness usually involves remembering past experiences. I'm sure over Thanksgiving, you were thankful. You took time to be thankful or talk about things that you were thankful for. And a lot of times, those things that we are thankful for are things from our past, right? Your jobs or your family or your health or or whatever it might be for you. What if we begin to think about thankfulness in a way that we are thankful for the religious freedom that we do have? That we are thankful for our forefathers who left a country where they could not worship the way they want to worship. And they came here to establish a religious freedom. We don't think about that. And that's something to be thankful for. It's those past experiences. Maybe God has done a great work in your life. Maybe you have just come out of a, a major sickness. Maybe you survived covid Maybe you just survived a surgery or cancer or some other catastrophic disease or health issue. Maybe you survived a firing or a a horde of firings at your work and you were able to keep your job. Or maybe you lost your job and God blessed you with a better one. Those are things that we should think back on and be thankful for, not because we're making more money or we got our health back, but because God intervened and did something spectacular Something that we could not see being done, but we were able to glean from it. Those are the past experiences that really we should be focusing on more than all of the other things that we think we should be thankful for. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Like, there's nothing wrong with parents. I have both my parents today. They're sitting in the back. And I had to plan an extra short sermon today because my dad's here. I think I say that every time he comes, and he has yet to look at his watch one time when I've been preaching, which is a big deal. But I am so thankful for my parents. I think back on all the great things that they did for me. They followed me all over the eastern side of the country playing soccer. They traveled all over the place. They befriended all of my friends. They were mom and dad to everybody. And they were great parents. They were great parents. They had their flaws, but they were awesome. But now I have a family of my own. Man, am I thankful for them. They teach me so much. They teach me how to be a better dad. They teach me how to be a better man. They teach me how to be a better pastor. They teach me so much. And I am so thankful that God has given me the beautiful, wonderful wife that I have. The three wonderful, most days children that I have. I love my family. I am so thankful for the things that I get to see. And I remember back and my heart is just overjoyed on what God is doing in them, even now. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do later. And those are always going to be remembrances for me. Things that I can be thankful for. And then I think about some of these that are being persecuted. What are they relying on? What are they thinking on to bring them joy in the face of extreme adversity in the face of losing their life how in the world are they being thankful in their heart in that moment how think about health health is important is it not we like breathing we like walking we like seeing and tasting and eating health is important and i am thankful for my health Thankful for my job, for money, for stuff. These are things that we're always thankful for, right? These are the normal things. Here's my challenge to you get away from the normal stuff. Everybody pretty much already knows you're thankful for your family, everybody knows you're thankful for your parents. Can we start getting a little bit deeper and look deeper within what God is doing in and around our lives and really start being thankful for things that actually really hold some weight? Those are important. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But my goodness, the grace and the peace that God gave Sally and I in that moment when we discovered Emma, I wouldn't take that back for any amount of money. The things that I have learned from her and from my boys and from being a pastor, I wouldn't take anything for those things because I've watched God do amazing things that I know me well enough that I can't do them. And I, for whatever reason, have been chosen by him to be a part of what he does in and among you. And I get to be a part of that. And I am thankful for that. I get to watch the spiritual growth in each of you. I get to watch the spiritual growth in my own life and in my family's life. Those are the things I'm really thankful for because those are the things that matter the most. Did you know that Paul uses the word remembrance frequently? You probably didn't. It's kind of a pastor thing to know. But now you do, so you can remember that. He uses it a lot. Let me, let me throw some verses out for you so you can see where he's using it. Here's number one. This is a good one. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Now he's writing this to the people of Philippi who were actually pretty good people and he likes being around them. He likes what they've got going on and he writes them a wonderful letter which there are a lot of good things in there that we all should know. But he says, every time I remember you, I thank God for you. When people pop into your mind, is there an attitude of thankfulness that follows or an attitude of disgust? But Pastor Allen, you don't know what they did to me. You're right. I really don't and I really don't want to because I have my own list that I have to fight And even those that I begin to have an attitude of disgust, I can change it and say, God, I am thankful for that person in my life, for you challenged me to be a better person around them. Not perfect at that, still working on it. But you see where I'm going with it, right? It's easy to be thankful for the easy things. What I want us to get to is can we be thankful for the hard things? Paul says, I thank God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, all with joy. I'm happy to think of you. When you guys come to my mind, there's a little prayer that's said for you. Because I don't know what you're going through. I don't see the things that God's doing in and around your life, but I know he's working. And all I want to do is with joy go to him and say, you know what? You brought him to mind for a reason. I am thankful for them. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So if you're going through a lot, it could be my fault because that's what I'm praying for. Maybe not. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, 6 and 7, he says this, writing to the people of Thessalonica. He says, but now that Timothy has come to us from you, so Timothy has returned from Thessalonica to Paul and brought us good news of your faith and love and that you always have good remembrance of us, in other words, they remember the good stuff But when Paul and them came on their journeys and started the church. They remember the good things. Greatly desiring to see us, they want them to come back, as we also to see you. Therefore, brethren, in all our affliction and distress, we were comforted concerning you by your faith. What were they comforted by? They remembered the faith of the people. When I get in spots, when I get discouraged, or I don't feel like God is doing anything, I remember back to what God has already done and I am reminded that the same God that did it back then will continue to do it now and will continue to do it forever. And so my heart that gets in distress begins to change because my heart becomes thankful for the things that I remember that God has done. He says, in all my affliction... And in all my distress we were comforted because we remembered and we heard and we thought back on the great things that you have done. Why is this so uncomfortable and hard for us? Let me let me help you a little bit with this. We are genuinely negative drama-filled people. I have to catch myself because I love a good drama. And that's not that that's the old me because I really do hate drama. I don't like it, but deep down within me it's in there. Got to keep it in a nice safe spot. Cuz if it comes out, it gets really bad. I don't want to be that. I want to have an attitude of thanksgiving. I want to no matter who comes to my mind, I don't want to get into that area of Ugh. I want to be in that area of I remember what God did. And I know what God can do, and so I'm going to pray that he will continue to do. Here's another passage. It says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, um, being mindful of your tears. That's an interesting statement. Being mindful of your tears, knowing what you're enduring and what you're going through. I'm being mindful of those things. That I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that's in you. Paul is writing to Timothy and and all the things that he's enduring, because Timothy's running a church, he's leading a church at this point, point. he's like, I know what you're enduring, I know what you're going through, but when I remember your faith, I know you're struggling, I know you're emotional, I know you're broken, I know you've had enough of these people, but I know the faith that lives within you. And that is what I'm remembering. That's what I'm calling on. I know right now it's hard, but go back and be reminded of who you are in Christ. He says, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded it is in you also. Families, parents, grandparents, it is so important that you take the responsibility of raising your child and your grandchild in the nurture and admonition of the Lord that it's not just the church's responsibility. Let me say that one more time. Parents and grandparents, it is not the church's full responsibility to be fully responsible, to be the only one to teach your child the ways of God. It is your job. We are to come alongside you and to encourage you. Notice what Paul says. The strength of Timothy's faith did not come from the church. It came from his mama and his grandmama. And dads, we got to step our game up, man. Our young men are struggling. I'm not asking you to be a manly man, bulging muscles, grunting. (laughs) I'm asking you to humble yourself and show your boys how to get on their knees and talk to God. That's where the thankfulness comes from. Your boys will grow up watching you do that and be reminded that, yeah, my dad did that, and I can do it too. Paul is simply going back and saying, I remember your mom and your grandmom, and I know that this same faith is in you. And remembering that brings great joy to me. He goes on to say, therefore, I remind you. I know you're struggling, so I want to remind you. Why do you think I preach every week? So I can scream at you and nobody says anything back? That's not it. I want to remind you. I know you have hard weeks. I know your weeks are just fraught with junk. But I want to remind you how great God is. I want to remind you of our responsibility in going after him. I want to remind you of the, the battles that he's battling for you. You don't have to fight them. You can submit all of that to him. I just want to be a constant reminder to you. And that's what Paul's doing to Timothy. Timothy, I know you're in a spot. I just want to remind you. Stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on the hands For God has not given us, I want you to hear this, please hear this. God has not given us a spirit of fear. I just want you to read that with me. You ready? Here we go. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. That should be freeing to some degree. He's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love of a sound mind you've got a brain use it don't let everybody else tell you what to think go to the lord get into the word and think on your own allow the spirit to guide you why because he hasn't given us a spirit of fear we don't have to fear anything what can man do to us nothing nothing because god has us When Paul brings about the idea of remembrance, he wants us to think back of the great things that God has done. And when I think about people who are losing their life for Christ, here for me is the answer. How do they do it? By remembering the promises of God. Those who endure martyrdom for their faith do so by trusting in those same promises. Do you know how I can keep pastoring and going through and just doing life? Because I've watched men way better than I long before deal with bigger stuff than I could ever imagine do it. I've experienced God's grace and mercy in so many different things that I can relay my mind back to those instances and remember those things and be encouraged to continue moving forward. Because the promises that are in this wonderful collection of stories and historical documents and books that we call the Scripture or the Bible, these are the things that I remember. These are the things that I stand on. These are the things that I know are true and right and will never fail. Therefore, no matter what I face, and what I face is nothing compared to what we just watched and what is happening even now, I can be reminded that those promises will remain true for me and for them. That is how they are able to do it. It is not on their own strength, believe me. You heard what the young lady said, I'm scared. I'm scared. But maybe we need to do as he suggested and not look at it as enemies, but as a mission field. We have people around us that see things differently, think differently. We have a government in our state that does things way differently. Instead of looking at them as our enemies, why can't it be our mission field? Why can't it be our opportunity to meet up with them and pray with them and talk with them and get to know them? I'm not asking you to be best buddies with them. But let them see that there's more to life than the way that they see it. be very vital for us you know scripture is full of those memorable truths those parables miracles and stories just full of those truths of god's great power and his authority and his faithfulness many of you're sitting here thinking well i already know all the stories i've read them before i've I've been to sunday school that's what i thought until i went back and really dug in And oh, the things I did not know. Many of you are saying, well, I don't know any of the stories. I would love to introduce you to a lot of them. I'll sit down and read them with you. Because just as you're learning the newness of it, I'll learn something new as well. Do you know why? Because God is faithful. And I know that, and I remember that. But in so many ways... Our counterparts across the pond are facing things that we can't even imagine beyond anything we could ever understand. And what I want to do right now before we begin communion, I want to, I'm going to invite um, Diane back up and let her play. We're going, to, we're going to spend a few moments in prayer and then we're going to um, observe communion. I'll kind of walk you through it. But this is a, a huge opportunity for us right now to be thankful for what God has done, but to pray for our brothers and sisters of Christ, for their faithfulness. Now, many of you are thinking, well, I don't, I don't know who to pray for. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're... You don't have to know. Do you know all the things that are going on with me? No, but you pray for me, right? I hope, maybe. We don't have to know the exact details, but we can pray for them and remember them in their chains. Remember them in the face of death. Remember them as they serve God with all that they have going on. So for the next few moments, it's just going to be quiet. They're going to quietly play, and I just want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I'm actually going to read some countries out. As I mention them, just whisper a prayer for them. Or maybe you want to take the book that you have right now and just flip through it and pray for them. Just, you do your thing. There's no right or wrong. Just take a few moments. small country just below us. Cuba, it's restricted. We have many believers that are there. Obviously, China, one of our biggest threats, but there are believers there that need our prayers. There's a government there that need our prayers. And we can remember how big our God is and how many governments He's already overthrown throughout time. And it is not above Him to do it again. The little tiny country of Sudan, 5% are Christians? That's it, and they are heavily persecuted. <clears throat> the country of Turkey, less than one percent are believers. Father, for me, these prayers have always been tricky because I, I don't know what really to ask for. I don't know what to say. God, I don't, I'm not there. I don't, I don't know what they face. I've never been challenged of losing my family or renounce my faith. I've never been challenged of losing my own life. I've never been persecuted by my government or my own family. God, it's, it's been really easy for me. It's been really a blessing. Lord, I remember in your scriptures where you've shown us how believers are persecuted. Even in Rome with Paul, Silas, Peter, John. The things that the disciples had to endure, the Christians had to endure. Nero was, man. God, we remember those things because of history, but those aren't that far long ago. Because it's happening to our brothers and sisters all over the world. God, God. graciously you've allowed us to have these books to kind of give us an idea of who it is that's really struggling and being persecuted. But God, I think the biggest thing that I'm asking for this morning is teach us how to pray for them. I I don't know the things to remember for them except what I know in Scripture and what I've heard in the past. But Lord, I know that in your model prayer, you, you made it very clear, and it's the thing that's kind of been resonating with me for a while now. It's God, help me to pray when I pray for them, and as I remember and be thankful for them, that I pray for your will to be done, not mine. Because if it was my will, God, I'd just ask you to just wipe everybody out that's given them a hard time and just allow them to succeed. But it's not quite how you work sometimes. So I ask that maybe in the ways that I can't see that you're working, that those that are being persecuted would have an impact on those that are persecuting them. Lord, those that are being persecuted, I remember the faith and the strength that you gave people like Stephen who continued to preach as he was being stoned. I pray that you would give them that same power and faithfulness to you to continue strong in their faith until the very end. Lord, for the governments that are on them, Lord, I pray that You would do a mighty work there because I I remember what you have done in the past. Lord, I can call them my friends because I know that they love you. And I love you. Therefore, we have a unifying part in this. And I just ask, in the great name of God, in the great name of Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit, That you meet with those that need it most today and every day. That face the uncertainty of what do we do. I pray that you would make it clear to them and give them the courage to go to the end. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. And Lord, forgive us for not doing this more often. But Lord, as you bring it to mind, as we remember, help us to be thankful for what we have, and thankful for their faithfulness as they continue to serve you. We love you, we praise you, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue to remember, you know, Jesus held the Last Supper with his disciples and told them, look, this is, this is it until I come back. And Christians all over the world continue to do as we were commanded to do of observing this because it helps us reunite with our commitment to the cause of what Christ did. It kind of pulls it all together. And so today when we observe communion, please do it for your own connection back to Christ, but do it also in remembrance of those who have given their lives, who continue to give their lives because ultimately they have done it for Christ. And ultimately we want to remember him and what he has done. Now, In the way that we observe communion here at Townsend Church, you do not have to be a member of our church to observe communion. We just ask that you know you have a relationship with God and that you are in a good place with Him. If not, we encourage you, just, it's okay, don't be embarrassed, you don't have to do it. But just know that you know that you're good with Him today. Here's how we're going to do it. Uh, Each section has their own table. If you will exit out my right, your left, row by row, and go back in the way that you exit out, opposite of the way that you exit out. Does that, make, that probably made no sense. Exit out that way and come back that way. How's that? Everybody clears mud on that? Awesome. So when you're ready, we'll start with the front row, go to your table, and then have a seat, and then the next row will go. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Jesus created an opportunity to remember what he was getting ready to do. It hadn't happened yet, right? But he's telling the guys, here's what's getting ready to happen. I'm going to give my life for you. And so when you take this bread, it's as if you are taking my body into who you are. And when I shed my blood, it's the blood that will cover your sins. So when you drink this juice or this wine, it's letting you kind of go back and remembering my blood trickling down because I'm shedding it for you. And even Paul says when he was going through this in 1 Corinthians, he says, For I receive from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, think about that. The same night that he was being betrayed took an opportunity to create a memory, not just for the disciples, but for you to think back and to be reminded of how great he is to where when we do see our brothers and sisters across the pond being persecuted, we can be reminded that the same God who died for me died for them. The same promises that I can stand on, they're standing on. And the same promises that they are dying for, I need to be willing to die for says that the Lord Jesus on that same night in which he was betrayed took the bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup he said in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as you as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you procl- uh, proclaim the Lord's death. Till he comes. What a remembering opportunity. What a thing to remember, by the way. The giving of a life. The shedding of his blood. To cover all your mistakes. All of it. And this morning, this is what we're doing as a church family. We are remembering what God has done for us and with a thankful heart we are going to thank him for this wafer and this little cup of juice and then we're going to take it in just as the disciples did right in front of him because we want to remember what God has done for us. God, I thank you for this opportunity, for the specialness of it, for for just the chance to be reminded of how great you are and to what great lengths your son went for us. Jesus, thank you for your willingness and your faithfulness to your Father to go all the way, knowing the promises of your Father, knowing the things that your Father has done, knowing that he would remain true, even on the other side of death. Lord, that brings peace to my heart. And Lord, I know it brings peace to my brothers and sisters who are giving their lives for you. They are remembering that there is life after death for those who, who serve God so thank you for this wafer that represents your body for us thank you for the cup of juice that represents your blood that covers our sins thank you for the sacrificial lamb that you are in Jesus name amen